everybody to Bliss Fully Aware, the show in which three opinionated people discuss what's going on in fandom and nerd news in general. I am Bliss, and as always, I am joined by my two lovely co-hosts, Kelty and Kendra. Hello! Hi! Hello, internet! <laughs> How are y'all this week? Doing okay? Yeah! Same old, same old? Yeah. Nothing's exploded in our lives in the last week-ish? No, just kind of blah. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> oh, you guys want to hear something I'm super not excited about? Sure. At all. Go for it. So, do you know how season four of Stranger Things, a vast majority of it was filmed in a Lithuanian prison that was used by Nazis to hold Jewish and Roma people during World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Netflix and Airbnb got together and are converting it into a hotel experience. That's a bit tacky. Okay. I hate it. <laughs> I hate everything about it. And I want to know what bigwig gets paid the dollars to make these decisions. Because I want that job. You do? I, I want a job that apparently has no consequences. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, I would like to think that I wouldn't make the same decision, but, you know. I mean. It's terrible. And it makes me angry. Um, and do you know what else makes me angry is this week's topic. Ah, <laughs> smooth. Um... So, Kendra, do you want to lead us in on this week's sure. opening topic? So, previously on the show, we covered a fan artist who goes by the online handle Lunasoul, I am Lunasoul, or just Luna. They're a fan artist from Texas, mm -hmm. and I honestly have no fucking idea. I know that they were like sort of in the Genshin Impact fandom, but like not really. They just kind of drew art to like troll aunties, which is yes. fine. Like that's that's a worthy endeavor, and I completely support it. That's one of the reasons art exists is spite. Yes, and that's that's phenomenal. <laughs> um, because she decided to troll aunties in the Genshin Impact fandom. Uh, she has been, uh, the subject of, like, a well-orchestrated, targeted mass harassment campaign for, like, a year and a half now, the likes of which I haven't really seen in fandom before. Like, I have seen hate campaigns, like, coordinated efforts to, to ruin someone's life, um, not quite on this scale or scope ever before, and also not for, like, this sort of weird nothing bullshit, like drawing art of a ship people don't like. Like I, to my knowledge, that's it. She drew, she drew art of the ship where it's like the two characters are like sworn brothers, giant air quotes, mm -hmm. uh, which basically means they are two grown men who are not related to each other, They're friends <laughs> who have a, who have a very close relationship. Wow, how could anyone uh, perceive that as maybe being queer? Um, and Luna has been doxxed. Luna has been approached in public. Luna has been approached at cons. Um, all these things. They're now consulting a lawyer who, uh, is 
doing something. They don't normally, you don't talk about legal proceedings as they're happening, uh, oh. wisely. So who knows? But, um, yeah, it's absolutely, it, like, it's scary. It's flat out fucking scary watching what she's been going through. It's um, truly terrifying. And even on our last like episode, we talked about her, like her, uh, the like story and campaign that's been that's been affecting them for so long. Um, we got a lot of like comments being like, "No, she deserves it actually because she's done this or that or the other thing or whatever." So many comments. One of the weird ones for me. One of the reasons that Luna apparently deserves. To be doxxed and sent death threats and sent bomb threats and approached in public and approached uh, when she's working is because apparently they made a donation to a charity and then someone at that charity turned out to be to be embezzling or to be bad or something. So that is somehow Luna's fault that there is a second person in the world who's bad. <laughs> Jesus. Like, that's that's the degrees at which we are assigning Luna blame for other people's bad behavior. Just fucking wackadoo stuff at the hands of, you know, idiot 12-year-olds on TikTok. So anyway, Luna, a while ago, was uh, approached by a uh, online con- convention. I don't know how that works, um, but it's called FujoCon. And it was going to be all online. It was going to be free to go, I think. Like, if I'm reading this correctly. Yeah, free virtual boy love con. That is going to be running apparently June 24th to June 26th. Um, I I don't know how that's supposed to work. I I guess you all sit in a giant Zoom conversation together. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, I'd rather not. uh, Anyway, uh, literally... And I'm looking at the I'm looking at the tweets right now. I'm looking at them uh, on my phone. On uh, January 28th of this year, 2022, Luna was approached by the official FujoCon Twitter account, being like, "Hey, you know, we're a group of we're full of your fans. Uh, like maybe." come apply to be a part of our artist alley or whatever and like we all love your work and and Luna's like cool um I'll probably apply uh, especially because it was going to be free to apply mm-hmm. and like that happened so apparently Luna was like oh that's great yeah I'll, I'll apply to your con and, and so to to be part of her the artist alley at FujoCon they send in like samples of their work like you know pins and artwork they've done to be assessed. So then apparently uh, FujoCon rejects their application. Like, no, it's just JK, we don't want you at our convention, I guess. You're not good enough. You're not... I don't know. <laughs> apparently there's there's criteria that Luna did not meet. Con just sounds like my mother. Which is, like, shitty, but, you know, shit happens. Cons are often poorly run and poorly organized. <laughs> So someone had someone had access to the Twitter account and then the the person in charge of making the artist alley decisions didn't like Luna's art whatever. Although we will find out uh they quite, they in fact did like Luna's art a whole lot. Um that's foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Yeah, is it foreshadowing if I tell you it's foreshadowing? <laughs> <laughs> so but whatever, you know, Luna is apparently not too bothered by that. Just like that's life, I guess. Until, 
uh, one of the organizers of FujoCon posts something to their Instagram being like, oh, this is an exclusive pin I'm going to be selling at FujoCon. Like, you know, get excited. And the pin is a little book, like a tiny little pin of a closed book with some flowers around it and then a ribbon over top that says, of course it's porn. Ha ha. You know, like, we all, we all love our smut around here, don't we? And we like to read porn and that's... We have fun here. I absolutely do love to read porn, and that's that's not at all something that you should be ashamed of. I just I don't know. <laughs> I don't need a pen no, to say it. No accounting I say it with for my taste. Mouth all the time. <laughs> yeah, no accounting for taste. Um, however, this pin is hugely resemblant of a pin that Luna Soul has been selling for about a year. Uh, which is a closed little book, no flowers, but the f- cover of the book says, LOL, it's porn. I like hers better, actually. I prefer a minimalistic design, personally. It feels less like- I, I like the idea of the joke of someone, look at me, like, seeing someone reading a book and being like, ah, oh, no one reads the printed word these days, but thank God there's someone out there, <sighs> you know, ingesting true literature and the, the classics, and I'm in just, I'm in fact reading a handbound fic of, you know- <laughs> A nasty BDSM universe with John a bunch of Theon. with a Bang bunch him. of mpreg and ABO or whatever demented shit you kids are into these days. Hell yeah! Uh, and then being like, nice, <laughs> ticking all my boxes. So back in uh, March, and Luna has posted the screenshots of these emails. Uh, after they were rejected, Luna, I guess, has an email exchange with a person called Mel, who we will get back to later. Um, being like, so it was like kind of weird that you, you asked me to apply and then rejected me. Like you publicly approached me to participate in your online convention and then said, thanks, but no thanks. Especially because I have been dealing with this ongoing mass harassment campaign that I have now taken legal action against. Maybe get your shit together a little more if you want this convention to be like an ongoing professional endeavor. And Mel uh, responds, being like, oh, like, we're sorry. Like, it was just due to criteria, you know, weird nebulous criteria that I'm not going to get into specifics about (laughs) because that would be unfair to other artists. Yeah, even saying we cannot comment on any specifics as to why you were not accepted That's per Fujokan. God, this is fucking hard to say. I think Fujokan's a dumb name, just as an aside. That's not relevant to the, <laughs> to the issue. Uh, per Fujokan Artist Alley policy, to do so would be unfair to all the other artists who did not get the personalized treatment. So they're in fact doing her a favor by, by emailing her at all, I guess. Um, Ooh la la. Yikes. Yeah. And being like, oh yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of bullshit. We were very sympathetic to your situation and despise any harassment toward creators based on the subject matter of their work. The email you were sent, uh, was sent to others who did not get in this year out of object, objectivity. I, I understand if this situation and our reasoning is not ideal for you, but the decision is in no way a judgment on the quality of your work. So, you know, that's so far nothing. Nothing underhanded has happened. No. Nothing... Doesn't seem so. Nothing illegal has happened. Uh, it's just the the organizers of this convention, the, you know, right hand doesn't know what the left is doing, and they sort of 
led on and embarrassed a fan artist who is famously experiencing a lot of online harassment right now. So I can get why they would be sensitive to a weird bait and switch like this. So far, nothing, nothing untoward, nothing illegal. Just a little, just a little, you know, shitheadery, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the pin goes on sale. The pin, the exclusive from uh, FujoCon by one Mel, this person who is operating or selling this pin. Also, the person that uh, Luna Soul has been in contact with. Uh, discussing, well, why would you reach out to me only then to not admit me to your artist alley? I was just minding my own business. Did you just want to reject me for <laughs> kicks? And so, uh, Luna Soul, uh, DMs the official FujoCon account with the evidence, you know, just like mm-hmm. the pin you're selling is just like mine. Uh, being like, hey, uh, there's no way this is a coincidence. Like, I sent this original pin of mine to you as a sample of my work, and now, after your con has rejected me from your artist alley, you're trying to sell and profit off my design. Uh, that's super scammy and, uh, you know, illegal. That's, <laughs> that's also, uh, IP theft. And so, FujoCon, the official account, whoever is in charge of it, sends her back uh, DMs being like, oh, that's that's not the case, you know, it's an idea uh, that's not exactly new in the fandom community, like, you didn't invent the wheel here, Luna. We do not copy or steal designs from any artist in the community. In regards to your rejection, our artist alley lead and the team determines who to pick based on the BL content in their store. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it, it didn't happen. You know, you're, you're wrong. We didn't steal it. You know, hit the bricks. And so, uh, you know, that's not exactly very convincing. And then it turns out, um, the Mel person, uh, has stolen art before. From fan artists in the past. Uh, as recently as 2019, they stole some work from a Japanese artist. The, the screen cap I have doesn't specify the fandom or what the work was. Um, also some keychains they had done in the past. This is, this is something they've done before. They have traced work. They have stolen concepts. Uh, there's this one with screen cap evidence where the whole pose and clothing and figure is just traced and the character has different hair Oh, to make it a different character, I guess. <laughs> Dude. Like, this is some old, like, deviant art scammy yeah, shit no from, like, shit. 2004. Yeah. And so, uh... Then, uh, turns out they had also already sold pre-orders of this pin design that Mel had stolen. <sighs> oh boy. So, basically, Luna Soul goes public with all this on her Twitter, being like, Hey, uh... It's fucked up. This con approached me to apply to their artist, artist alley, rejected me, and then stole my designs <laughs> to sell for money. And then also, um... Stole three more designs to sell. Like one, the one that says problematic, uh, uh the one that says dilf milk, and then uh, a ticket that says admit one. This might be 
This one would be a stretch, if not for the fact that uh, Fujokan had ripped off three other designs yeah. wholesale. Uh, it's just a little ticket that says, admit one Fujokan, and then Luna sold a similar ticket uh, or pin that looks like a little ticket that says, admit one to hell. I have that pin. <laughs> Shout so, out to that pin. It's, it's an absolute textbook case of art theft. You know, this this has been an old fandom drama issue since before the internet like people before fandom like just people stealing art and copying art and saying it's theirs goes all the way back to our friend albrecht durer who had the first copyright uh lawsuit in terms of visual art back in his day fun art history fact i'm full of them but it's like it's not like a harassment issue or an you know an anti issue. This is just someone mm-hmm. plain old being a thief, uh, which is nice in a way. It's a very it's a very approachable drama. <laughs> no one is being accused of sex crimes. No one is uh, a secret sex crimer. Let's say uh, sex criminal. Sex criminal. Sex crimer doing the sex crimes. Uh, it's just good old-fashioned thievery and greed, which is really... Is, is where the fun fandom drama lies, in my opinion. Yeah, it's better. Uh, and, again, like, cons run by fans usually don't go over so well. Because running a convention is super fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It's... Big event management like this is really hard. There's a reason wedding planner can be someone's whole career. Organizing this many people and organizing everyone's money, keeping tabs on everyone's money, getting people to show up, you know, renting tables and space and lighting equipment. And it's it's a nightmare. I would wish it only on my worst enemy. (laughs) And there's a reason why, like, cons run by fans, tend to end up being scams. (laughs) Like famously DashCon, where they stole possibly, allegedly, uh, upwards of $17,000, I think, if I recall the numbers correctly. Um, And also, what was the... Rain... Rainforest, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rainforest did it, too. I think that's what it was called. It was in Washington State... Anyway, so I, I I do have sympathy for the organizers of FujoCon. Uh, a little less sympathy because if you're organizing it online, I, there's way fewer logistics involved. But anyways, Luna goes public, uh, being like, this con approached me, rejected my work, and then ripped off my work. Uh, and that's super not fucking cool. And they send her this really passive-aggressive email... Um, what did I not? It's like confusing. Uh, because like apparently the artist, when they send this email to Luna, mm-hmm. the artist who made the pin, the stolen pin, is like somehow unreachable. Like, but they also couldn't wait to reach them before composing this email, I guess. I don't know. Another weird communications decision. Um,. But uh, I love this little line. Taking these to, to social, which is already just a nonsense phrase, uh. in ter- meaning taking your grievances to social media, breaks down communication and blocks avenues for resolution. But I can understand that you must have felt it was your only choice. 
fucking clearly Fujokan because she had DM'd you privately and you had you made it clear that you had no intentions of admitting that you stole her work mm-hmm. or that you had gone out of your way to reject their application that you solicited. Uh. Um, so yeah, clearly tr- attempting to resolve this privately wasn't moving forward at all. Yeah, and they try to throw their social media manager under the bus. Um, our social media manager was a big fan of yours, and our team was encouraged to ask artists they admired to apply. I know it's been said before, but I would like to reiterate that the rejection was nothing personal. Our social media manager was a fan of yours, but we're a diverse team of fans. Because we have a team of folks for the Artist Alley team, our Artist Alley criteria is listed to ensure objectivity. Using the criteria established, your shop wasn't admitted. That was the only reason none of us had any ill will toward you. Uh, I hope this doesn't come off as dismissive or accusatory. We just wanted you to know that even though you're upset with us, none of what we do is because of you as a person. The design wasn't stolen. The artist alley decision was by criteria only, and it wasn't a conspiracy to harm you. So now they're kind of subtly implying that they're paranoid. That, like, Luna Soul is is paranoid and seeing, you know, 'er ne'er-do-wells in every interaction that they have. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And this uh, stunner of a closer... I was shown a bit of the trauma you've endured, and I can sympathize with why you must feel this way. I hope you can also feel our bewilderment and hurt that an innocuous design based on in-jokes has branded us as thieves in your social post. Which is, is that a thing we're saying now? Social post? Is that like a new speak term that I'm not familiar with? I've never heard of it. No? I've good. Never heard yeah. Of it either. Your social post. <laughs> Fucking Stick it up your whatever, ass. boomer. And then, yeah, uh, we have less followers than you, and without heeding our request to Pure. wait until our arv- artist is available so you can hear it directly from the source, you've posted to get the court of public opinion to turn against us. That's frustrating and discouraging, because as I'm sure anyone on Twitter knows, it's always less about the truth and who s- than who said it first. Uh-huh. So, that's a doozy. And you can tell that this... Uh, this con is not being organized by professionals. No. Because what a terrible thing to email to someone who has lodged a grievance against you. Even even if the grievance was totally unfounded, that's a bad way to that's approach a sending a yeah. mean, passive-aggressive email after the person has gone public. Being like, aren't you just being a little paranoid, you know? Ugh. Is everyone all too mean to you? Mm-hmm. That yeah. shit would get me fired at my job. And so, uh, that happens. Um, still no one has gotten back to Luna, other than to say, you're crazy, it's not stolen, when it clearly is. And then, the Mel person starts going on a bit of a delete spree on, uh, her Instagram. Oh. Uh, just deleting things, closing her Etsy store, uh, permanently. Yeah, with a, with a note uh, that says, uh... The shop is closed permanently. I created the shop years ago as a way, blah, blah, blah. I'm grateful to all my customers, blah, blah, blah. I can no longer continue to run the shop. If you have an order in progress, it will be fulfilled. If you have a pre-order, I will be contacting you again about the status of your order, as some items can no longer be fulfilled as promised. Wow. Uh, yes. 
deleted a lot, deleted a lot. Staffers start blocking Luna on their personal accounts. <laughs> uh, they're going into, like, full-on meltdown crisis mode. Then they, uh, after this meltdown, uh, after insisting this design isn't stolen, after insisting, uh, we we won't be removing the pin. This has nothing to do with Luna's design. We get this uh, we get this lovely little gem. Uh, their official statement posted to Twitter: We created Fujokan uh, to share our love of BL and queer media with other like-minded fans. Blah blah blah. <laughs> our primary goal was to make it a safe environment so fans could enjoy their time without being wary of harassment. Despite this, an artist was hurt. Aww. We want to deeply apologize to I Am Luna Soul and FujoCon attendees for the pain our actions have caused. We have pulled the Of Course It's Porn pin and have ceased all plans to sell it. Once she has contacted remaining buyers, our artist will be permanently closing her shop as well. FujoCon is made with po- is made possible by enthusiastic fans of queer media who make up this amazing community. We hope everyone can enjoy the convention. So... Oof. Hurt is a weird way of phrasing we stole someone's creative IP for profits. Yeah, and they <laughs> found out, oops. Phrasing it like it's about feelings is still kind of really dismissive when it's in fact thievery. Uh. Um, someone stole a creative design for money. <sighs> Somehow that's, that's all comes back to Fifi's, I suppose. Uh-huh. And then also, apparently, this person was removed from staff, Mel, uh, whoever. And then uh, they send Luna another email, I guess, because that's a quick, that's a pretty quick about face going from like, it's not stolen. We have no plans of pulling this pin. We're sorry that you were rejected, but it had nothing to do with this design um, to uh, we're not going to sell this pin. We're shutting it down immediately. This person's been fired and their Etsy store is now canceled forever, I guess. So, I don't, that's pretty, I don't know what, <laughs> that was a very quick about face. They finally had a break from work, came out and was like, yeah, no, I totally stole it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else could it have been? Like, I guess maybe someone clued them in that she's in fact working with a legal team over the fact that they've been experiencing harassment for a year and a half and just mm-hmm. throwing a creative IP lawsuit uh, on top of the pile of other litigation that they're going through might not be that big a challenge for them. Uh. Uh, Okay, so this final email, uh, we completely understand if you do not wish to hear from us anymore, (laughs) but we're going to keep emailing you. But we would like to personally approach you with an apology before releasing a full public statement. Our knee-jerk focus was on denying the accusations rather than coming from a place of truly understanding to you. That's what it says. Doesn't make sense, but that's what (laughs) we wrote. I was about to say, huh? We will not go forward with selling the of, co- of course it's porn design and we will remove the proofs from social. Th- whoever is in charge of the email account just <laughs> says social like it means social media. Mm. <laughs> uh, I we thought ne- Sockmed was dumb. Oh but... god, Sockmed wants me to put a fucking gun to my head. <laughs> uh, we know this is a small gesture in the grand scheme of things. I would also like to personally apologize for my email earlier good. (laughs) I sincerely wanted to let you know that I am sorry about the harassment you've been receiving and tried to show that in my message, I ended up making an ass out of myself by trying to sympathize at the same time as trying to convince you that your design wasn't stolen. 
I was meant what I meant to be empathetic ended up being tone deaf, and I deeply apologize. Mm. I mean, I'm, so like I guess yeah. it has a happy ending. It's just it's just a good old fashioned art th- art theft case that got played out in real time. They also uh, deleted uh, the Fujokan website, got rid of their our staff page with all of the the people on their staff uh, and their contact info, and. That was that. You love to see a happy ending. Um, so yeah, just a good old-fashioned art, th- art theft story, a fan-run con drama story. Thank goodness this one's only online and it's free, so no, no one's actual money is involved, except for the pre-order money that they got from this pin that they should be paying back to Luna, hopefully. Oh. What an interesting 48 hours it was. Yeah, poor girl. I don't know. Luna's a stronger person than I am. I don't know how I would hold up under the amount of scrutiny that she lives under online on the daily. It is outrageous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of stalking and harassment that they have been subject to I I'm I'm super glad that they are taking legal action. I hope mm-hmm. every single fucking 14-year-old that doxed her and sent her death threats uh, gets gets what's coming to them, let's say. I I don't think that anyone's age is an excuse for this sort of behavior. This is something you know is wrong in kindergarten. Yep. Uh there's absolutely no way this can be excused. I I hope I, I hope they get what they deserve. I agree. Um, speaking of hoping people get what they deserve, though, uh, this isn't new news. We're a little behind on this one. But y'all want to talk about what happened with AO3? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of... <laughs> boy, do I. Speaking of coordinated harassment campaigns. <sighs> okay. All right. So, uh... AO3, Archive of Our Own, famous uh, fan fiction transformative work archive run by the Organization for Transformative Works, or the OTW, sent out a news bulletin posted on uh, May the 7th of this year that they were getting uh, spammed, uh, like, in their personal emails of the people who work there, the OTW uh, emails... The staff emails, uh, they were getting spammed with, uh, child sexual abuse imagery. Real shit. Hundreds of images Mm. sent to these people's emails. Mm -hmm. Uh, because they work on a fan fiction website. Make it make sense. In, like, a coordinated, like, sort of way. Yeah, that's, um... So, to my knowledge, at least, no one has, like... Uh, well, fucking obviously, but no one has, like, claimed responsibility for this. It's not like, oh, it was 4chan or 8chan or whoever. Kind of obviously, because it's a fucking federal offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and law enforcement is involved. Possession of child sexually explicit material is a third degree felony in the U.S. Mm. with as much as $10,000 fines and a sentence of two to ten years in prison, distribution, which this which would is what be, this is, yeah, yes, 
um, is a second degree felony with fines up to $10,000 and a two to 20 year prison sentence. Mm -hmm. Uh, If the child is younger than 13, the charge becomes a first degree felony with a prison sentence of up to 99 years. Yeah. So, uh, Obviously, they don't provide details of to the like nature of these images, just that they are being spammed with hundreds and hundreds of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever is doing this, uh, yeah, they haven't, I guess, released a statement about their motive or what they're hoping to achieve. But a lot of people have called for this sort of thing before. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are fandom aunties. Because they believe that since AO3 hosts works, fan fiction and original works as well, that contain themes or depictions of abusive relationships, sexual assaults, youths, child sexual abuse, um, you know, dark things that happen Mm. in fiction, that and reality. Well, and reality as well, yes. <laughs> but you see, there's a difference yeah, big between difference. when it happens in reality and when it happens in fiction. Uh, so much so that it's codified into the legal system that way. Mm-hmm. The law recognizes that reality is not fiction. This has been something that's been called for in the past, that AO3 must pay somehow. The people who run it must pay because they are allowing these works to exist and that is just as bad as distributing actual child sex abuse imagery Mm -hmm. so i don't think i need to explain why that's incorrect why that's a (laughs) fucking bonkers thing to try and argue uh but they uh the people who think this uh really think it this is not a troll you know this is not this is not a meme this is not uh this is not an ironic they they mean this shit Mm -hmm. fucking writing a story where someone is abused is just like abusing someone Mm -hmm. and it's too dangerous to exist is basically their argument Uh, like This story, this fictitious story, words organized in a certain order, is too dangerous to be allowed to exist. And if I have to commit second degree felonies (laughs) in order to, to get you to stop allowing this content on your website, then I am justified, baby. And I'm gonna keep doing it. And surely the judge will agree with me when <laughs> I have my day in court at last. Absolutely. And uh, that is fucking, I don't know. Uh, what do you say to that? Yeah. What do you say to the person who thinks spamming horrific images of child sexual abuse to volunteers who work at a fan fiction website is furthering their cause? <laughs> Which is a dumbass... It's a dumbass cause in the first place. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's bad. And it, you shouldn't you shouldn't do it. Uh, but if you believe that, whatever, with your whole heart, and you just wrote an email to AO3 being like, I think what you're doing is morally reprehensible and you'll burn in the depths of hell or whatever the fucking queer Calvinists believe on Twitter nowadays. Oh. Um, 
fine. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to have your difference of opinion, and you're allowed to even share it with the pe- poor people who work for free at AO3. Uh-huh. Um, but this, who, who can justify this? I'm sure someone does somewhere in the fucking deepest pit of our fucking collective id that is Twitter. Hey, man, make yourself known. Let's see if my lawyer can make a case for you. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. <sighs> Someone makes, this makes me mad. Like, obviously, this is this is evil. This is evil fucking shit. It's, like, it's in evil. the name of fan fiction. Fan fiction. That's dumb. That's a stupid thing to waste your efforts on. Even if your efforts are yeah. evil. Like. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. When I have, like, um, a no-TP, as they were originally called back when people didn't think that it was, like, a moral judgment. When you have something in fan fiction or regular fiction that you don't like, for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. Whatever. Squicks. That sort of thing. I never really talked about it much, because, like, what I don't like isn't the important part of this show. What I don't like doesn't, it's, I, I, like, like I said, I don't even like to talk about season eight because I don't like it. So I just want to talk about Theon, please, and, and Sansa, and then they kiss and everything's going to be okay. And that's all I want to talk about. I don't, I don't care about the bad parts because I'm, that, that's boring. The bad parts are stupid. I, I don't understand why you can't just ignore the parts that you don't like, especially, when it's not even canon, it's just other people writing things. I this was it it was definitely around back in the day, like people being like, "Don't ship blah blah because it's bad." I don't like it. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad at you for shipping it. Cause if I'm... you ship A and B, you 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 support abusive relationships or whatever. And like you heard that, yeah. And everyone even... sort of realized how dumb it was to say. Well, and. Even before that, like, because it didn't used to always be a moral thing. It was always like, this ship's gross. You're gross. Or, yeah, or it would be like, like... And it was like, yeah, sh- okay. This ship is a poor interpretation of these characters, <laughs> like, you know, character arcs. And I think you have a, a poor judge of media literacy <laughs> yeah. if you enjoy this ship or whatever. Yeah. Like, it was an insult to your intellect. Yeah. You know, this is a big brain ship. <laughs> yeah. Which- my, my characters fuck in a very you know, <laughs> high art way. Intellectual sort of way. Yeah. But like, maybe a little, it's, it's too, it's too, uh, fucking, I'm blanking on my word for smart and that's, <laughs> it's too deep for you people. Yeah. Uh, cerebral. That's the cerebral. word I was going That's with. it. I was no. like, what's the word for the brain stuff? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's cerebral. <gasps> no, but, um, like, like even, okay, like, Let's have a little, let's have a little example of, of me at my worst. Um, when I was in the supernatural fandom, <laughs> there was that. And so I, uh, I wrote some fics and they weren't very popular fics because everybody was wrong, but that's fine. Um, but <laughs> everybody made some choices for some characters <laughs> that were unpopular. Um, because Dean's a bottom. <laughs> Dean Winchester is a bottom, apparently. Says this uh, he's a sub. That, that means nothing to me. No, I, That means nothing to me. I know. But hot take alert. Uh, it's not. Hot 15-year-old take alerts. Yeah, it's, 
Exactly. Like, he just is. And that's fine that you didn't see that. I don't care. But, like, whenever I left the fandom, that's the only fandom that I deleted my fix for. Because I was like... Nobody appreciated these. <laughs> no one appreciates my and No, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I was like, nobody appreciated these, so fuck you. And, like, that's the extent of how, like... That's the extent of your hissy fit? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, I'm done now. And, like, I just never went back to the fandom, because of course I didn't, because <laughs> it's, <a bad> it's <laughs> stupid. It's a bad fandom about a bad show. But, like, no, shut up, okay? <laughs> it, had, it had so much potential. I know, anyway, it had good... Uh, not the point, not the not point. The point. But, like, the thing is, is that, like, that should be the extent of your hissy fit. It shouldn't go outside your own Mm -hmm. bullshit. Like, your fix... Like, you can write a fic about how wrong everybody is about Dean being the bottom that he is, if you want. And... You'd be like M. Night Shyamalan writing Lady in the Water, where he plays a writer whose work is so genius... But all the critics hate him because they don't get how genius he is. I liked Lady at the Water. I bet you did. <laughs> I'm not saying... And see, that's the thing, is that, like, I know that sometimes my taste is bad. It wasn't about Dean. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the sometimes you want the garbage. Yeah, yeah that's, that's like, fucking... Yeah. And, like, that's it's fine. It's fan fiction. I don't... It doesn't matter, man. Like, I don't feel the need... I think that's the thing, is that I don't feel the need to justify my... Your taste in fiction. What I want the fictional characters to fictionally do in the multiple layers of fiction that Mm -hmm. I'm making Mm -hmm. about these fictional characters. It's like, it's fictional... Even to the the canonical fictional material, you know? The fictional material doesn't have the thing I'm writing Mm -hmm. happen. But I'm still going to write it. And nobody can stop me. And you're just going to have to deal with that. And I don't really understand why and the there's, I- like, an argument there. And the idea that this makes some people out there so angry that they need to do maybe maybe the most despicable thing I can think of. It's a felony. Like, it's a felony? For a reason. Like, and, like, outside of of producing these images, distributing them with the intent to cause harm and suffering to the people you're sending mm-hmm. them to, like, all the while further re-victimizing whoever's image that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that person doesn't stop existing when the photo's taken. I, I can't <sighs> imagine being that angry about anything. You know, I can't imagine on my darkest day when, I don't know, the Star Wars nerds have killed my family or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm your family out of Star Wars. And I can't imagine. What is it like to reach the point where you feel like that is that is a viable option for know. anything? I don't know. Like, because like. Here's the thing. Let's let's remove the felony from from the operation just for a minute, okay? Okay. Because the felony is relatively new to the situation. So somebody sees a fan fiction, which means that it is fiction once removed, and is like, "I'm going 
to harass this person. I'm going to send them emails about how wrong they are about the fictional couple that they choose to make kiss and their fiction once mm-hmm. removed. That's still insanity. No, that's, that's still bonkers to me. Like being that's still no, go no, ahead. just being so angry about something that someone has a taste in in their fan fiction or their regular fiction for that matter. Yeah, uh, just something that someone has a has a taste for, even if it's like dark, even if it's you know a horror trope, even if it's a trope about abuse. Um, even if it's kind of exploitative, like, any of that shit. Caring at all about what other people like in fiction is a fucking alien concept to me. Like, I like to think that I'm actually a pretty sympathetic person and an empathetic person. And when I disagree with someone, I actually try very hard to understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that doesn't always make me agree with them or make me think that their point of view is correct, but I can at least know what goes in to them thinking what they think and why, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's helpful to me, I find, in understanding, like, to to resolve a conflict, to understand where the person who disagrees with me comes from and what is maybe informing their decisions and their choices, blah, blah, blah. I cannot, for the fucking life of me, imagine... Why someone could be so upset, like, so disquieted by what someone reads or watches or writes, the closest I can get is imagining that it just comes down to an insecurity so powerful that it borders on the delusional, where you think that other people's thoughts have the power to harm you in real life, Mm -hmm. you know? That's as close as I can get. What I think is that there is a group of people so far removed from reality that they believe their dislike is pain. Mm -hmm. Yes. They're like... They have confused... I don't like this thing. That means I'm triggered. But that's not what that means. Or they have they have confused their dislike or being even exposed to something that they dislike. Like, just the title of it yeah. sometimes. Just just the concept or of a like trope. like the tag. The tag of a trope. Yeah. Like, is not harm. It's not violence. It's not... It's not trauma. Being, yeah. <laughs> being exposed to the name of a TV show is not harm. No. And there are a group of people, I think this kind of happens every time, like, a sort of, like, jargonist concept goes a little mainstream like this. Like, people on the internet, I guess, and in general, there's been a move lately to sort of uncover and reckon with your own trauma. And we've sort of gone mainstream with the idea that trauma isn't just, you know watching your family get killed in front of you or trauma isn't just losing a parent or, you know, being in a violent situation. Trauma can be a lot of 
other smaller things, too. Trauma is just being sad. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying, actually, Kelty. <laughs> no, I, that's what I'm, I'm saying they think. No, but what I'm saying is that we started with this idea that trauma is not just, you know, violence. It's not just being beaten by your husband. It's not just maybe, you know your parents divorcing and, you know, mm -hmm. fighting really much, a lot as a kid, or you had an unstable home life. Excuse me. Trauma can be a lot of things. Um, and that the goal, ultimately, should be to avoid our trauma at all costs. I guess never work through it or, like, synthesize it uh, like, you know, therapists say we should do. Yeah. Um, but I guess trauma... Through this idea that trauma can be a lot of smaller things that happen. Like, oh, like, you know, you were let down by your father a lot as a kid. You know, and maybe a, a bunch of minor ways, but now it's led you to have distrust of men a lot in your life. To the point where, like, relationships with men are breaking down. Um, or that you got called fat a lot as a kid and now you have a lot of trauma around your body image to the point that like you you're making super unhealthy choices you're, you're having eating disorders whatever um and that sort of reasonable and very real idea that that trauma is not just sudden violence but it can be it can be things that were small at the time but still really shape your behavior today Mm -hmm. in your reactions to them, has turned into trauma is just me having to experience something I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I don't like is traumatic yeah. to me, I guess. And when you appropriate the language of trauma, which everyone agrees, like, trauma's bad, and we should feel bad for you when someone is traumatized, it's very easy, I guess, to sort of convince stupid people that you you're on the you're on the side of the rights because who would who would argue with traumatized people i guess they're just sad you know mm -hmm. and it's not good yeah. it's not good no. that uh it has now come round to be uh in the name of my trauma i guess i'm i'm guessing that that is uh the the method by which this person is justifying or these people are justifying this behavior um, in the name of my trauma, I am going to uh, traumatize all of you and harm all of you who run this fanfiction website. Again, I can't stress that enough. Um, fanfiction website. And re-traumatize the people whose images I've collected. Um, I can't fucking imagine. I can't imagine! That's demented. That's yeah. so beyond... The scope of reasonable discourse, yeah. another word that has been uh, neutralized of all meaning. Um, I'm not on Twitter a lot anymore, so I can't fucking imagine that there's people defending this, but in my heart of hearts, I know that there there is. Oh, oh um, sure. I haven't seen any either, because I also have not really wanted to spend a lot of time on the internet. Not, not on social media, anyway. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm, I'm tired. So, tired. I really fucking hope that this person or people goes to jail for a long, long time. Uh, uh, I hope that they are named and shamed. I hope that this story makes the news and their lives are ruined. Um, yeah, I wish bad things for this person. All sorts of bad things. Uh, the irony of them being put on a sex offender registry would be pretty funny for me, personally. <laughs> so, AO3, AO3 has stated that... Uh, 
despite this, uh, so despite this, like, weird vendetta, so no, like, personal user account data has been compromised, like, no one's passwords or login information or email addresses have been leaked. This isn't like this isn't like a privacy breach. Mm-hmm. No. Um they're delaying a lot of uh things they had scheduled though. Um certain tag wrangling, uh supports and reports for policy and abuse uh are gonna take a much long much longer response time than usual. Yeah, DMCA takedown notices and anything to do with their legal department, it's going to be delayed. Uh, recruitment uh, is suspended until further notice. Um, social medias are being suspended or greatly reduced until further notice. Um, the invitations are still being sent out. And yeah, that's something. It sure is a thing that happened. Uh, I don't really believe in evil, but if I did... It's this person. I believe you know? in evil. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. They're evil. Like, the, I mean, I'm sorry. There's just not really a way around that. No. I... It's not, it's not like, it's not like, oh, well, I didn't know that I was. Yeah, but I, I want to make clear there is a direct line from this person to fandom anti-ism. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, this is just an escalation of the views that they already hold. I mean, it's one of you. Yes. Like, I know it is. It's either that or it is a person just out to be a troll, out to be like a demented, edgy 4chan lord or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they are they are using using a plan that has already been outlined, you know? Mm-hmm. This is already something that's happened on Twitter, like personally between people, like when someone when there is an argument, I, I can't even call it discourse, you know, because it's not. But when a someone, tiff. when there's a tiff, uh, yeah, I guess because they can't uh, tell someone to kill themselves anymore, they send actual real life fucking uh, child sex abuse imagery mm-hmm. uh, just as a gotcha, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Teehee. Yay. I mean, is... I, I, I don't. Speechless. Speechless. I. I don't, I don't. So this is, yeah, this is a, a direct line from the the subculture of fandom anti-ism, mm-hmm. which is, like, mm-hmm. not a great name. I don't love it. Well, but it's, it's just... In order to refer to this, this subculture of r- rigorous social control, mm-hmm. um, conservative values uh, over expression and free speech... Real, real evangelical vibes, you know? Not really with the Jesus and the salvation and all that, like, by name. But this idea that there is such a thing as sin and... And hell. And it can contaminate you just by thinking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? It's not enough to actually do a bad thing. Thinking a bad thing is enough. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to explain, (laughs) I don't know how to explain to Americans how uniquely American that concept is of, like, the the idea that sin is something contagious. Yeah. And that if you hang out with bad people, or if you, you know, bad, giant air quotes, um, sin will eventually rub off on you like a disease. Like, it's a contaminant. Mm-hmm. 
like the the human mortal soul is just so permeable and weak-willed that eventually you'll just start committing horrible crimes because you you smoked weed the once yeah you smoked weed and now you're cooking your baby in the microwave the longer you look at evil the less evil it looks kendra sure I mean, I'm sure someone thinks that. I'm. Just, I know. That's I know. A bumper sticker. I know that's an American <laughs> belief. The idea that sin is contagious. The the idea that a bad behavior, a bad action, can jump from mind bad. to mind like a virus. Like mm. again, also yeah, bad, like drug use or whatever you want to call bad. Drug use isn't bad, but whatever we're deciding is the mm. moral failing here. Uh, yeah, the idea that it is contagious, like a disease, like it can it can infect one's mind, is something only American evangelicals believe. And the idea has, like, now seeped into secular society that just being around ideas can be dangerous. Well, that's another one for me that I find funny, is that, like, I keep pointing out, like, I'll be like... This is the like the reason I escaped the church is because of this mentality and people will be like I'm not Christian and it's like I know that's why it's sad like you don't the bonkers thing to me you though, don't realize it but you're you're just Christian the wild thing to me is that like this is not like a Catholic idea no. really and no. like I know that because in Catholicism you're able to just go to confession and then it goes away you absolve yourself yeah yeah and like at least the catholics uh this will be good that's a good, at way, least to, the that's catholics. A good way to start a sentence right that's a good way to start a spicy take um at least for as evil an institution as they are mm. uh at least in their theology they appreciate that uh you're going to fail yes ideally sin. we should try and avoid sin but you will not. No one will avoid sin. Um, we will all eventually, you know, fail or mess up, and that's fine. You know, you just you just gotta go to the daddy in the in the closet and tell him what you did wrong, and uh, you're good to go. While like, on your knees. I mean, yes, you gotta go kneel before daddy in the closet. Uh, you gotta go kneel before the father in the closet <laughs> and tell him what you did wrong. Uh so much of my sexuality is shaped because of the I mean, church. Kelsey and I were talking recently. <laughs> Catholic Church is basically just BDSM in religious form. Uh-huh. It's just suffering and punishment and atonement uh, and salvation. Let me know what you think of that in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> A spicy hot take. <laughs> Catholicism is, is a BDSM religion. Mm. Uh, we should send that... Sexy. <laughs> Yeah, we should ask the Pope to come on our podcast. <laughs> um, well, Bliss is fandom Pope, though. We'll have a Pope to Pope conversation. But we should ask the Pope Pope. <laughs> yeah, like like the the two Popes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the I enjoyed that, yeah. yeah. See, I like, making, <laughs> I like making references that are five years old. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, fucking, so there's this, to bring it the fuck back to what I was talking about. Um, yeah. This this idea that uh, ideas are are dangerous and morally corrosive, 
and you can catch ideas like a virus. Uh, I don't think that's great for us. No. Because I've been exposed to some horrible ideas in my life. Mm -hmm. I've been exposed to some horrible behaviors in my life. I was raised amidst really horrible ideas. I have been exposed to all sorts of shit that makes me that makes me recoil and cringe and like i mean cringe not like internet cringe um and stuff stuff that would uh, you know strip the paint off of some people on twitter uh and i don't feel like i have been corrosively infected by any of these ideas, you know? If anything, it's... These ideas... This, the exposure to these ideas have made me more compassionate and more strong in my own values. Mm. Because like, I want... They've strengthened my resolve. I yes. want to... I want to do what I can to be better than those ideas. Mm -hmm. And to be stronger than those ideas. And to put forth more into the world with my ideas. <laughs> like, I don't... And that's the thing that I don't understand with a lot of people. It's like, they want so badly to just be changed instantly by a by a bad TV show. They're gonna watch Hannibal one day and wake up and eat someone. <laughs> and, like, I just... That's not how it works for people who are are just slightly more mentally healthy because i'm i'm not well but i'm i'm better than well, y'all and like here's the thing is that those people who think that or they think that hannibal i don't know you know glorifies pedophilia or it glorifies cannibalism is there anybody under 18 in no no but you know whatever the argument is i don't fucking know um <laughs> whatever horrible you know sex crime you, you are if you are a Hannibal fan mm -hmm. um, that won't happen mm -hmm. if you watch an episode of Hannibal I promise you I swear on my life you will not wake up the next day and eat someone you will not wake up the next day and sexually assault someone mm -hmm. um, I would stake my life on it <laughs> that Hannibal the TV show does not have that sort of power over you. Got it. I, and I think to say that it does, or that any other TV show does, is delusion. Yeah, that's... Yeah. That's fair. And also AO3 has a comment blocking feature now. Yay! <laughs> that's the other AO3 news. Which is nice. Uh, again, not relevant for me. Apparently, unknowns to me, um, AO3... Uh, like comment sections could be like blood sport. My my AO3 experience has been nothing but rosy. Same. Yeah, I so think it's because I, it's 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 with fandoms that I just have, hang out like, in chiller fandoms. Yeah, yeah. I'm we not, just have more. I think it's because we have more adult fandoms. I mean, yeah, I'm not hanging out in the BTS or the fucking. Uh, what is what is an anime that's my happening right now? My Hero Academia or skate with an eight <laughs> that's another um, five-year-old one yeah <laughs> it is uh. um yeah but i'm not hanging out you know dangan runpa or the fucking dream minecraft player that's what he is right yeah. he plays minecraft yeah. dream okay yeah yeah, yeah. uh 
Look at you and all yeah. of these references that you know. Look, I'm I'm very I'm very um hip with it. <laughs> <laughs> I I know all the Tic Tacs and all of the man. It's weird. It's weird to see TikToks going around with the same like internet urban legends that I learned were fake when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the chocolate one. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. oh, if you cut chocolate a certain way. It never runs out. <laughs> yeah. That's how it is. Yeah, I just And I guess this just has to happen, like I don't know. But I don't remember it happening that... when I was like seventeen, you know? I was like twelve when I learned that things were fake on the internet. I was I was not even on the internet yet. And my mom was like, you can't... Everything on the internet's a lie. Yeah. Like, don't listen to anybody who says they're a kid on the internet. They're all trying to kill you. (laughs) I do think this idea that we've talked about, that um, the idea of the young millennial, of someone who was a kid before the internet, especially before social media, who is, like, technically a millennial, but is really close to the... the, uh, the divide with uh, Generation Z. Um, the more I've been thinking about that a lot, and I think that there's a lot to that. I think there is a lot to having been a child and a and a young adolescent prior to the internet, so that I sort of I had some street smarts, you know, not a lot because I was twelve, but I had some street smarts about you know when someone's bullshitting mm-hmm. you. Or when someone is trying to scam you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because I had traded Pokemon cards. I knew what supply and demand was. Uh. Like, I knew when someone was feeding me a line of bullshit trying to get me to get rid of a my awesome card for their shit card. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if... I just... I think the experience of, like, having even just that little bit of life experience before the internet hit and not having that bit of life experience before the internet hit... I think that's going to be a divide going forward. Um, Because, yeah, I can hang out with people, like, four or five years older than me. But if I I talk to someone four or five years younger than me, it is a different world. Yep. They live in a whole different world, man. I need a translator. And I don't know. Like, I don't... Maybe everyone thinks that about people five years younger than them. But it, it, it feels to me like... We, culturally, societally, were not ready for the internet. No. <laughs> Clearly. Like, and we thought it was just gonna, like, the worst it could be was that your grandma got catfished out of her retirement savings. She mm. sent them to a Nigerian prince. But it's actually so much worse. It's actually as close to mind control as you can actually get. Yeah. It's like a cult that spans the world. Yay. <laughs> It is grimmer than we ever thought possible. On that uh, note. Anyway, I'm done talking about things this week. Did we talk about the thing? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about the thing. It didn't end up being fun. First no. one was fun and silly. Yeah. Yeah. Second one made me real sad. Just real, real sad. Yeah. Um. Do we have happies? Y'all have a happy? I really don't. I've been dealing with uh, writer's block. 
So I'm just um playing Stardew Valley nonstop. Stardew which... Valley's a bit of a happy. Someone no. told me if you change the font to Comic Sans when you have writer's block, it's supposed to help, but I cannot imagine anything being less helpful. That would be the most distracting thing I could imagine. It doesn't. I write <laughs> porn. I don't want to write it where it looks like it's a kindergarten class. No. <laughs> That's not going to help me at all. Um, what about you, Kendra? Do you have a happy? Not really. Um, <gasps> no, like, I haven't been doing anything new. I don't have any new games or books or movies that I've seen. I'm still very much in the pandemic depression funk where I just can't focus on new things. No, everything I don't, sucks. I don't have the cerebral capacity for it right now. I've just been watching the same old shit that I've always loved over and over again. Silicon Valley Excuse still me. doesn't disappoint. Yeah, still doing fucking rewatches of Silicon Valley like six years later. Um, mine didn't happen this week per se, but since we're talking about cons, uh, I bought tickets to Dragon Con, which I'm going to this year, uh, unless the pandemic changes my mind, but considering the fact that I bought plane tickets, um, I'm pretty dead set on going. So that makes me pretty happy. I've gone to Dragon Con for over a decade now, uh, the past two years excluded. So it'd be nice to go back, go back and um, panic in public around a bunch of people in costume. And get drunk. And get real drunk. Yeah. I would like to go to Dragon Con one day. I've never been big on the convention scene. No. Hanging out with other nerds just isn't my thing, shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hang out with other nerds. It's just that that's too many nerds in one space. I'm. It's a lot of nerds. I I and and any subgroup of people that's that's too many. Like I don't mean to single out the nerds. I also don't like going to concerts. No, that's that's my thing. Like I don't like most people, and the fact that they are also nerds doesn't make the percentage of them that I like go up. Yeah, let's say mm -hmm. that. Just because we we've watched the same TV show, that's not the like instant connection that. A lot of people think it is for me, anyway. Well, man, it used to be, but uh, yeah, like when I was a teenager, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't have a personality really. Yeah, well, and also, <laughs> like, you just made friends based on like geographical convenience. Yeah, just whoever was close to so... you, whoever you saw the most, yeah. that was your friend. And like, <laughs> but but also, like, it was a lot easier to connect with people. Over something like a, the liking the same TV show, uh, before it started becoming like a moral fight. Oh yeah, before it started being like a badge of ethical like fortitude. Yeah, being like, do you like the correct ship, or do I have to send you to the Hague? And it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest, I uh, I get a thrill from upsetting shitty people. So, mm -hmm. you don't hurt my feelings, you only make me stronger, but I just don't want to waste my time around you, you know what I mean? But, like, that's the thing, like, if I'm going to a party, a convention, a yeah. place to have fun, like, man, I... You're bringing down the room. <laughs> God, yeah. And, yeah, that's just, you know, you get a bunch of nerds, people not famous for their grace or social skills... You put them all in a room, and you get them really fucked up on alcohol and others. 
Um, it's, 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 it can, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I've been to some awkward panels, and I'm excited <sighs> to see if uh, the pandemic has made things worse, in fact, oh, on I the bet. comic convention oh, scene. Those boundaries, they, they already weren't there. They already weren't there, mm-hmm. but now they're not there for anybody else. So they think that it's okay even more so than they did before. Like, you know how, like, there's been a million articles being like, ah, people have forgotten how to socialize in, during lockdown. Well, this is a group of people who already didn't know how to socialize. Yeah, we had no clue. And now we're <laughs> unleashing them on the to the streets of Atlanta with a lot of drink and drugs. And there's gonna there's gonna be some doozies, some legends that come out of 2022 Dragon Con. I think I say this well. as somebody who doesn't really have a lot of social grace, but because I don't have a lot of social grace, I'm self aware enough to not uh, be in social situations most of the time. I don't like it. I don't go to I don't go to panels. I don't ask questions at the panels because the stuff I want to know, I don't really want you to tell me. You know. You know what I mean? I just want to. I just want to think it because it doesn't really matter because it's all fictional. I don't care about your life. You're what are you, an actor? Who cares? <laughs> I don't know, man. It'll be fun. I'll report on how insane the parts of the weekend I remember are. Um, but yeah, I think that'll do it for us this week. If you'd like to find us online. You can visit our website, which is blissfullystore.company.site. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at blissfullyshow. I post links to our YouTube there. If you're watching us on YouTube, hi, hello, give us a like, a comment, a subscribe. Clicking through to another one of our videos always pleases the algorithm, the almighty algorithm. And then, yeah. Until next week, bye! Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. If you want, you know, your daily recommended servings of DILF milk, don't let me stop you.